Hello, this is Jackson. Today I have an interview with my friend Tom, the artist that created the immersive igloo. Let's be artful. I am here um, with the creator of the immersive igloo. Um, first of all, what is your name? Uh, Tom Montagliano. And I, I know absolutely nothing about it because <laughs> partially because it's been down the majority of the week. Yes. Um, so do you want to talk about uh, what is it and also what, what happened that you weren't able to uh, present as much as you would like? Sure. So uh, the immersive igloo is a pop-up 3D sound art installation housed within a 40-foot inflatable igloo. So I basically, wow. uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool project. Uh, it's basically a sound and light experience concentrated on relaxing people, letting people have an opportunity to chill out, you know, maybe do nothing for a little bit, and uh, take a break from like this, the hustle of everyday life. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I definitely need that. Because yeah. um, I've been trying to see as many shows as I can, and um, I also saw you sit on the ground, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, floor seating. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, mainly, you want the speakers to be above you, so okay. that, uh, which is kind of hard to get them really up high without it being like an unsafe situation. Uh, otherwise, if the speakers are sort of at the level of your head, people's bodies will be blocking the sound sure. and kind of ruin the spatial image. So um, I don't know that I explained it, but basically, this is more of a sound project. I'm a spatial sound artist. I compose music for multi-channel. So this experience focuses on an eight-speaker setup. Oh, cool. So the speakers are set up in a circle, and uh, everyone's facing the center. Um, majority of the people, like you said, are sitting on the ground. I have these really comfortable uh, floor seats that everyone sits in. And I would just basically take people on a journey through a bunch of different uh, sound environments that I made. Uh, That's cool. It's really cool. It's beautiful music, and I really believe in it, which is why I've sort of curated a space where people can actually... Uh, get done what they need to get done, whatever that is. Yeah. And so where, where did you originally come up with the idea of uh, not just creating the eight-speaker uh, mm -hmm. sound, but putting it inside of this uh, dome, basically? Mm -hmm. So, uh, like I said, it started as a sound project. I started with four speakers, and I was doing a bunch of shows, just in theaters and basements, living rooms, whatever, and eventually grew it to eight started performing out, doing a lot of festivals, and I was finding that I was getting frustrated with my placement and with the environment. So I was getting stuck outside and exposed, which for, you know, when it rains, that's really uh, stress-inducing. I've had a few situations where I've been, you know, I put the installation in for a festival, I'm on the other side of, uh, of maybe uh, the festival grounds, and then I feel a drop of rain, and I have to sprint across and cover my stuff up yeah. with a tarp or... And it's just, uh, it was, it's just awful. I had a few times where I literally spent, like a storm would blow through and I'd spend half an hour underneath. Like I put all my gear in the middle because I got like a big circle. Okay. I'd like put it in the middle and then I put a tarp over it and just kind of hide and, <laughs> and sort of ride out the storm. Not, not a good situation when like that's your whole life is all that gear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then also the environment. You know, there's a lot of uh, what I'd call sort of like uh, um, visual pollution sort of, you know, there's sure. a lot of stuff happening, sure. especially festivals. There's lots of people, they wander in. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to see people walking around yeah. as you're trying to experience it. Yeah, you're trying to have, you know, I'm trying to create a nice experience for people. Um, and even when I would get indoors, I'd be in like really strange places. I, I did a show and I was in, it was at like a, a Hebrew camp for young women. 
Okay. And I was stuck inside of a room that had like all sorts of pictures of uh, like Hebrew motivational posters and things. And okay. everyone kept thinking it was me, that that was oh. my art. So they'd walk in and they'd be like, oh, the sound is cool, but like, this is a, so I don't know about this art in the wall. So the igloo <laughs> is really just so that you can control all the Correct. parts of your space. Yeah. And it sort of, it started as that. I started, I wanted to just get like a dome, like a geodesic dome, like a cliche one, <laughs> like everybody in like this. Uh, the arts, the festival arts scene seems to have, but um, it's a lot of, you know, I have to make practical decisions. I need something that can go up quick. I need something I can do pretty much by myself. Yeah. Uh, and I need something that's unique and interesting. And so I, I, after I went down the path of geodesic domes, which is, you know, you need like a scissor lift and you need um, uh, engineering. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you need to, uh, it's a lot of weight too, at the end of the day. Um, and so I tried to get around that. I looked up inflatables. Uh, and I was looking at domes and I, I happened upon the igloo um, and I just started laughing out loud. Like I, <laughs> the absurdity of it kind of thinking of myself as an igloo owner, like cracked me up. And I just, th I thought it was just a kind of a weird thing. And also igloos are sort of, they're sort of uh, neutral when it comes to like people's thoughts on them. Like yeah. nobody, nobody thinks really negatively of an igloo, but no one, no one's also incredibly enthusiastic, so it's a kind of a nice place to be. Yeah. I, can, I can redefine what it, that is. Yeah, it's, it's the true neutral that you wanted. That's what you want. You want, yeah. to, you want something that you can uh, project your own meaning into. So, uh, yeah, so I purchased that, and it's been kind of a, a very, very interesting journey ever since. Sure. Uh, it it's, um, never ceases to amaze me what happens with this project. Yeah, so you had there was an accident early on in the festival there was um so can you describe what happened sure yeah so to give a little context that I, I was going to be doing shows uh last thursday friday and saturday i was scheduled to do 10 shows um thursday i spent majority of the day uh basically like uh avoiding heat stroke yeah uh, installing the lights i have to install the lights by hand inside the igloo um, yeah like literally between the walls. It's very hot, very humid. I spent all day in there uh, from 7 a.m. until around 3.30 where I got a weather alert um, that there was a storm coming through. And I thought it was just rain. I mean, yeah. you, you, never, you never know with the weather. Yeah. So I pop out of the igloo. I start preparing for the rain. And I look, and I could see the storms rolling in really, really, really fast. And within a matter of minutes, it went from like sunny, peaceful, pretty to like 50 mile an hour winds, torrential yeah, downpour. Yeah, I remember that. And the igloo was just kind of got, wasn't ready for it at the time. It wasn't fully deflated. So it started whipping around in the wind. Oh, man. Um, and basically what happened is one of the ratchets uh, ripped a hole in the side that was attached to the top. Uh, and the whole structure deflated oh. and it took on water with all my lights in it. Dang it. Um, the lights are a big part of the experience. Too. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of, I don't know. I didn't really know what to do. It was a really um, scary situation, really scary to witness. Yeah. Um, good to know that the igloo didn't go anywhere, didn't fly away or anything. It true, held, it held its ground, um, which makes me feel good about the anchoring system that I have set up. But uh, with five hours to showtime, I really had no choice but to shut it down. And I, I actually thought I was going to go back to New York and just pack it in and yeah. come back next year. But... Um, what ended up happening is the next day I started to sort of uh, think a little bit more clearly after, after uh, you know, the, the initial the whiskey, shock after the, yeah. and after the, the whiskey hangover uh, <laughs> sort of wore off. And, uh, and I found somebody who uh, here at Cincy Fringe, uh, Aaron from Aphrodite's um, yeah. Refugees. And uh, he knows how to sew and he like basically sewed up a hole in the side. Um, and, I, they also raised a little bit of money for me to cover for my 
losses. Yeah, they uh, started a GoFundMe. Oh, so GoFundMe, yeah. yeah. It was great. It's so yeah. awesome because I really needed that because I, honestly I was thinking about uh, how I would I was relying on a lot of the money from this uh, this event yeah. to get me through the summer. Yeah, because um, these are the, big events for me. The artist gets fifty percent of the box office, mm-hmm. and you know if you're out of commission for a while, you know that starts to dwindle very and, quickly. Yeah. yeah, and and what has been the reaction? I know that you know obviously we first of all want to thank the people that were able to donate and be able to uh, get this back up. Yeah. Um, but. What? How many shows have you done now? Uh, two. I've done two so far. I did one Wednesday and Thursday. And how have they gone? Amazing. Great. People love it. It's been really. It's been going really good. I'm really happy with like the the way it's been received here. Awesome. Um, and I think people are really into it. And um, so, uh, become you know, getting into this landscape of sound, being able to experience that neutral, but you know, everything that you're creating inside mm-hmm. of that structure. What do you hope that? the audience that is there to experience it, what do you hope they take away from it? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, I hope, I hope they sort of um, can come away from it thinking like that they've never experienced anything like that before. It's a really unique experience. I yeah. like be able to provide something like that. And, and hopefully people can take away, um, I don't know, well, like they can get out of it what they need to get out of it sometimes it's just like taking a break for a little bit and just not being productive and just like having that realization that wow i really needed that a lot of people say that to me afterwards like i like i really needed that i've been stressed out and it really helped me get an opportunity to kind of just relax for a little bit yeah so and that's definitely the intention um with this with this work with this space um and i think i think it's being realized uh, with every show, I get, a, I get a little bit better every time. Yeah. It's it's a carefully curated space, so. Well, good. Yeah. Um, so there is, how many performances before the end of the festival? Um, we have three right now, two tonight, which is Friday, uh, and one tomorrow. We might add another late show tomorrow. Okay. Um, demand has been pretty good, so maybe we'll add another yeah. one. Uh, 11.30 on Saturday. Awesome. So we'll see. We'll see how and it goes. And so though. are you planning on uh, doing any other... Are you going to any other places to uh, present this? Um, yeah, I, I, I will be doing um, uh, Providence, Rhode Island, Fringe oh, PVD. Um, I'll be doing the Rochester Fringe Festival in September. And I have a few others that are sort of uh, on the fence. It's really hard to find placement. Sure. That's my issue. Like uh, uh, Finding a place that I can set up um, is kind of difficult for a lot of places, just for for multitude of reasons. Yeah, and not every festival is is equipped. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish you the best for tonight, for tomorrow, um, and especially for you know fringes around uh, the country that you're able to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely try to see it uh, either tonight or tomorrow. Um, and again, big shout out to the GoFundMe because yeah, that it, it's it, huge. It, it's it's gigantic for someone to you know even offer that and you know it's it's a great resource and that's why i think you know the fringe community is kind of pulled together to be able to help you out and mm-hmm. i i really like it's a fantastic thing to do absolutely yeah and i appreciate everyone that donated i gotta send a, a bunch of thank you notes when i get back to the regular world <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for joining me um sure. i will absolutely go see it awesome thank you great thank All you right. one more big thank you to tom for being able to talk with me I know the immersive igloo has been down, but make sure to go check it out today um, on Saturday, June 9th. If you want to learn more about the immersive igloo, make sure to go to www.immersiveigloo.com or find Tom on all social media platforms. 
Thank you so much for listening. Stay weird, Fringe, and have an artful day. Mm-hmm.